welcome back. This is Laser Graves, a podcast about the 80s. I am your co-host, E.K. Wimmer. Hey, E.K. Wimmer. I'm Mariah Rose. And uh, this week, we are looking... I don't know. I guess we're just kind of probing into the collection for something <laughs> special. A deep probe. <laughs> no, this week we're covering uh, 1989's Alien Seed. Yep. Yep, we are. Boy, are we. Uh, yep. We're going to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, the story behind this one, that's oh, actually pretty interesting. We, when we were doing Elves, the uh, episode for Elves for... Not to be confused with Elf. No. Elves. elves. Uh, for our Christmas episode. It is um, an AIP release, and at the beginning, there was a trailer. And not just any trailer, but... I mean, I... It was special. It was, it was like, amazing. And yep. to the point of we're not alone, because when I was trying to research this film, mm-hmm. of course, there was nothing out there. It's not like anybody wanted to do interviews on this, but... What? Uh, I did find one person who was ranking all the greatest sci-fi movies that, like, were game changers. Okay. And then in their footnotes at the end, they said, I have not seen this movie, but uh, Alien Seed has probably the greatest trailer i've ever seen and i was like he gets it it's true it really is an incredible trailer what a special trailer (laughs) so we saw it and uh instantly knew we had to have it i couldn't find a copy anywhere and then i finally tracked down a really cheap one on ebay during my christmas splurge with my um gift cards it came in, and I did not read the fine print because it was not, it was missing the cover. It was just the tape in a in a plastic case, and I was like, "Oh man!" So I I have some very nice online friends on Instagram that are collectors, and I was talking to one of them about it, and he knew that we were after this for an uh-huh. episode, and he happened to have an extra copy. And out of the kindness of his heart, just sent it to us. So, uh, yeah, that was my friend Ryan. If if you want to follow him, he goes under Blaster Master 86. He's this really cool, like, VHS and video game collector. Uh, He's the one that got me the um, Mountaintop Motel Massacre poster. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Yeah. So, uh, Ryan was nice enough to send us a copy of Alien Seed, and that's how we were able to do this. So... In a way, this episode's in honor of him. Thank you. Thanks for making our dreams come true. Ah, yeah. Boy, did they with this one. Well, this delivered. It It didn't stop delivering. Delivered in all the ways an AIP film would. We'll put it that way for anybody who who has watched other ones. This is... If you've watched Elves... um, And um, if you haven't, you should. You should, yeah. If you've watched um, most of David A. Pryor's films, those are all AIP. They're just... They're really fun, really bad. So... um, I think that's like 80% of what we cover here is just really fun, really bad. Yeah. Alien Seed holds up, for sure. It's bread and butter. Well, um, before we kind of journey down into the realm of of alien seed Uh do you have any thrift store finds yes i do um so at the local thrift store they have like wall hooks with baggies of weird assortments of stuff and i often marvel at them because i wonder like 
what weirdo is putting, you know, four cat toys and, like, a can opener together? Actually, that makes sense. But I do try to figure out the logic. Like, why are you putting these weird bits and bobs in a plastic bag and pricing it for two ninety nine? So I love to look at them. It's become a, a hobby, almost. <laughs> can, it, <laughs> can that be a hobby? But I really like to look at them. And I actually happened to spot some uh, Russell Wright salt and pepper shakers. Okay. Um, so for our listeners out there who that may not know... Russell Wright was a mid-century designer. For years, we've collected their their dinnerware. We have a lot of it, but we rarely find it at like a thrift store. So this was a very cool find. Uh, yeah, it was because it used to be in the old days that you could go there and pick up a bunch, and now it's almost never. So it was a a cool score, and I was delighted to find it. What about you? Ugh, nothing. It was a bad week. I what? Not for lack of trying. Trust me. Even today was a mad last dash. I was like, man, I haven't found anything. And then I was trying. I did find a couple what I thought were laser discs. Only nope. to find out they were not laser discs. I was picking them up for a friend, and uh, that was a horrible failure. But today I ran through a, uh, to a couple thrift stores on my lunch break, and still didn't find anything. I did find, though, it was pretty cool, um, a Sony copy of the animated um, feature The Hobbit. Oh, yeah. But it's I remember not seeing like, that as a kid. It's not the, the later version. It's like the actual yeah, original yeah. version. It's really cool. So, oh, I loved that yeah, one. Yeah, that was a good find. Um, nothing too amazing, but That's cool. I'll take it. But yeah, this week was definitely uh, you, not one to write home about. Why would you write home about your thrift store finds? I wouldn't, but I would <laughs> call my mother and tell her I saw an amazing film. And that film was called Alien, Alien Seed, Seed, which we should mention <laughs> has its own theme song. Oh, it's such a cool theme song. <laughs> it's so What's the cool. name of the band? Double Take. Oh. Yeah. And it's it was really cool. We'll play a little piece of it. I don't know. Should we play it now or should we save it and kind of go out? Both. Okay. Well, you're about to hear the. Th it's actually called the Alien Seed theme song, but it's called "You're the One" by Double Take, and it sounds a little something like this. That's pretty good. It also encapsulates really all that happens in this movie. Well, something else that happens is that we have a, a big star that came in oh. to cash in on his paycheck. He is a producer, so he threw <laughs> he some money at this. definitely was an associate producer, Mr. Eric Estrada, oh. <laughs> which they really hammer home on the cover of the VHS. Uh, it's his face. I saw this... All these other variant covers, which is the cover, but just remove his face, like Photoshop out his face. It's just like half his face peeking in. It like, is. It's so hilarious because it's got this cool cover. That's like this woman being abducted with this really poorly cut out UFO just shoved over her. Mm -hmm. That would have been the perfect cover for this film. Mm -hmm. But instead, yeah, they definitely superimposed just a random photo of Eric Estrada just smiling and peeking in from the side. But yeah. 
Yeah, it is what it is. You know what? It matches the tone of this film entirely. Actually, the only thing that was missing from this whole film, and I'm going to spoil it because I was waiting for it the whole movie, is an in utero shot of the alien Mm, seed. Like a little half human, half alien baby. Like Like the end of elves. Yes! Oh! (laughs) They could have even taken the same footage. They should have. It was filmed in the exact same place, Colorado <laughs> Springs, at the same time. These both came out in 89. They just oh, shot them all together. That would so. have been an amazing crossover. Oh, just yeah. like one little nugget. That would have like meant the world to us. And then there's a spinoff where the baby, uh, the child of the elf, and the child of the alien have a buddy film. Hey, yeah, because both of them end in pregnancies. So yeah, and they're the same age. And they're in Colorado Springs. So they would have been Springs. like friends. Like what they is gone happening to in Colorado? <laughs> a lot of impregnation. Oh, just mostly pot smoking, I think. But <laughs> yeah. okay. All right. So Alien Seed 1989 opens up with a, actually a pretty cool title sequence. It's got this like veiny egg that bursts open with the titles. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> it's like purple and pink. What even? Uh, they don't reference it at all through the rest of the movie. No complaints here. No. Music None. is really intense. Yeah. <laughs> they don't, like, slow down with the music. And it's got this kind of uh, Polonia Brothers feel where it's this really bad computer animation coming in to Earth, like, from the universe. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, like... 80s. Definitely uh, the best the 80s had to offer for a low-budget film. Okay. That's a fair assessment of the situation. Yeah, exactly. We see a lot of that uh, in these in this tier of films. The starting from space and bringing it on home. Um, I feel like they just all access the same footage. Yeah, it was something special, but it made me happy. And then we get this um, girl up jogging. She's she- yeah. Yeah, okay, well, she's got... <laughs> okay, let's air quote the word jogging. <laughs> she does have a cool bandana rolled up around her head. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. She's jogging through Colorado Springs, mm-hmm. uh, which... Uh, did you notice this? We've spent a lot of time in Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. It is seriously one of the most beautiful places on Earth. And Except they manage... for all the stupid people everywhere. Yeah, sure, but the, the landscape, they managed to make it look so ugly, this whole They must film. have shot it, like, at the very end of winter before to, everything yeah. turns green, but <laughs> it's before... It's like brown and dead. Yeah. So she's jogging through and gets abducted. We find out this is not Lisa, this is Mary. Mary. Oh, the way she gets abducted, though, you don't know what's happening. She just is running, and then suddenly her run looks like maybe she's afraid. Mm-hmm. And then she just kind of rolls over on her back. <laughs> okay, so for all of you <laughs> aspiring filmmakers, or those of you who are our age and made films as children... Uh-huh. If you were to do an alien abduction yes. as a child making a film, mm-hmm. you would probably have the person look panicked, shake the camera with your hand to mimic an abduction of some sort, uh-huh. and then do a fade out, like a dissolve to pure white, Yep, and then say, sit on the ground, I'm going to film you, and then now go away real quick, I won't move the camera, now I'm going to film again, and I'm going to pretend you disappeared. What? 
I'm not joking. That was the abduction. Genius. It was really cool. And it well, made me love, like, just the joy of making films as a child. And then I remembered these were grown adults making films. Uh, and she, her fear, too. Like, if there's something chasing you from the sky, you think you'd look up. But she's kind of looking behind her like <laughs> yeah. somebody's chasing yeah. her. Yeah. Whatever. So Mary's abducted. And then we go to uh, the next scene where we meet the most glorious man in this film. Oh, he is the a priest. No, the guy on the typewriter. Oh, was that first? Yeah, that's Mark. Okay. So Mark is on a typewriter. Mm-hmm. He's in um, what appears to be a cabin, and I think it's probably the same space <laughs> yeah, that we film in later. But he's on a typewriter wearing sunglasses. This is the most yeah. important element. And he's got that cool late 80s kind of feather mullet. Yeah, where it's just like a whisper of a mullet right at the yeah, bottom. just teasing the mullet. <laughs> it, man, he is an awesome actor. I think this is the only thing he ever did. Okay. Um, oh, yes. And I gave his character some thought. We'll get to it. But he's on the typewriter working on his next novel, and we learn he is... Uh, not a scientist. Um, uh, one of those people who's really into alien abduction, and he writes novels <laughs> about them, and he acknowledges that something's happening in Colorado, so he has to go to there to be involved. Absolutely. And um, I'm so glad he did. Yes. <laughs> He's it- got such amazing line delivery through this whole <laughs> film. <laughs> it's just, it's really what, it's the glue that holds this I think, thing together. I think we need to do like a sample of how he talks. Okay. Well, he doesn't talk yet. I mean, we really don't get his interrogation okay. How about because I do have some some uh, samples choice uh, stuff. Some choice stuff of of his brilliance. Okay, we'll get to it. Okay, so then it goes. Okay, I would say that this movie like flashes between inexplicable scenes from start to finish. Would you say that's yeah, pretty correct? I was thinking about this too because um, we've been doing this long enough to know how it's going to shake out in an episode, and I thought this is going to be very convoluted and jarring to listen to us try and describe Mm -hmm. i'm going to put a disclaimer out there that says we are just relaying what we watched (laughs) (laughs) it is it just makes no sense there's no continuity it is jumping from scene to scene and it sometimes kind of comes together it's okay but it's also brilliant at the same time okay I loved every moment of it. Well, it's, yeah, it's not going to make sense. Okay, so just follow along. We have had interplanetary intro with a splattering egg, then a jogger being abducted, then a guy on a typewriter, and then we go to the next logical stopping point, a priest who is drinking tea. Oh, no, I thought he was drinking the communion wine. Is that what he's doing? I think he's just he was out of a teacup. Oh, I thought he was just drinking the wine. Maybe. But he's got a really sexy secretary. Oh, yeah. And, like and this m- is her only spot in many, the whole movie. Mini leather skirt. And she's like taking notes from him, and then <laughs> he cool. is like sexual towards her, yeah. and she leaves. It's really it's That's a great the entire scene. scene. Yeah. Nothing happens. Then. <sighs> It's just boom, boom, boom. Okay, let's I get, go to like, a strip club next. There's a difference between like establishing shots where you're like, <laughs> kind of getting is the a lay story, of the band. <laughs> you know. But this isn't like Lord of the Rings or The Stand. This is Alien <laughs> Seed. We did not need this to happen at all. But oh. now we're gonna go to a strip club, and there are gyrating butt cheeks right 
in oh, the camera. Such a great shot too, where there's this guy looking through the legs of the stripper as she's just like shaking. <laughs> it's really funny. It's like a James Bond movie cover. But I was when I was looking into this on IMDb because there's just really nothing to find on this at yeah. all. But somebody, I think it was under the trivia, maybe wrote. Um, yes, this is a real strip club. <laughs> and Obviously. yes, those are the real strippers in the strip club. Yep. I believe it. Uh, uh-huh. There's a lot of them. And it's just a, it's a very entertaining scene that I still wasn't sure why we were seeing it because we had been, this is all within the opening, like two Moments, minutes yeah. Yeah, of the film. So then there's a guy who I guess is named Otis. He's late. He wants to go home. I don't even know. Does he have any part later? Do we the see him? The club owner? The guy with the gray hair? No. Okay. I, I don't think he plays I any think role maybe in he came in later, but I <laughs> okay. was unclear. Okay. You know what this reminds me of? All the like introduction of characters and different stories all happening simultaneously for this big uh-huh. event. Independence Day. This is like, um, it's oh. like, I wonder if Independence Day borrowed from this. Yes, I am confident that's what happened. Okay, I'm just going to be the first to, to make that claim. Make the connection. I'm calling it out right now. Also, somebody opens the door of the bar, and it's clearly the middle of the day outside. There mm-hmm. is full daylight, but it closes and they come in and people are discussing how it's late at night. <laughs> oh, well, we get that a couple times in this film. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. So Mary's sister, Lisa, is working as a waitress in this strip club. She's not stripping, but she's wearing sexy clothes and delivering drinks. And Mary comes in to talk to her sister and it's kind of like they try to really quickly give us backstory. That oh, yeah. They just jarred in there. Super quick. Um, Mary is working on getting into the Olympics, perhaps? Uh, pretty sure. Jo- she's like jogging her way into the Olympics. Training for this, you know, big... Nationals. Uh, national marathon for something. the Olympics or something like that. And she's wearing an Olympic shirt. Okay. I mean, it is Colorado Springs. That's where That's Olympians That's where the athletes train. go. But, uh, I, okay. we we get a few times we get to see her jog, and I just, I'm I'm going to call foul on that one. When, well, when we were watching it, I said to you, do you think she's just thinking, somebody yell, and cut, somebody yell, and cut. <laughs> it just didn't. It went on forever. <laughs> she just kept running and getting more tired. And then we learned that her sister, Lisa, is working there just to help make ends meet while she works on her master's thesis. Yeah, and then it immediately cuts to... Uh, Mary seeing a, a mark on her neck, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden the sister is there too. She just appears, but she was at work. Like I, I'm, I'm not sure how much time has passed. Nope, it's, it's like an alien abduction. This whole film is like one giant alien abduction. Yes, and then she begins talking about how the cops didn't believe her abduction story. So I guess she told the cops. Um, yeah, I guess I, it seems like she was abducted, returned, reported. A bunch of stuff tap- happened. Nobody believed it, and so now she's trying to go back to life as normal. But she also discovered a thing on her neck. Yeah. Although you know what I love about this whole scene, where we're learning all this that we didn't get to see. What? It's they're talking to each other in the front sisters. of yeah, in front of the bedroom mirror. Oh. And instead of turning to each other like normal humans and just talking, they're making eye contact through the mirror at each other. So they're both sitting side by side, looking forward into a mirror talking. And then 
earlier tonight, like not an hour ago, you insisted we try that. <laughs> oh, it was so uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I think the only time that's acceptable is if you're like brushing your teeth, maybe. And no, you're you like, don't have to look at somebody in the mirror. Also, you shouldn't talk to people with a toothbrush in your mouth. That's yeah, rude. Yeah, it's just rude. Yeah. Never mind. Don't do it, guys. So but this is it. where we get some pretty sweet training shots of her running along the ridge of Colorado Springs for the Olympics. Oh, yeah. What's happening? So she, she's got her headband on. Mary does. She's running like in silhouette. And then she is done with her run and gets back in her car. And I... I love this whole sequence. This is still at the beginning of the film. Yeah, this it's really won the me first over. few minutes. Yeah, I was like, okay, I'm definitely watching the rest of this movie. She gets in her car, takes off. Keep in mind, when she got in her car, she was out in the middle of nowhere, like up in the mountains somewhere on like a ridge. Yes. Jogging. She gets in her car. They're following her. And it's a white VW bug, too. Yeah. They're following her there in the middle of nowhere. She drives all the way into town, Mm -hmm. through town. Being followed. I thought, okay, she's driving to the police station, right? Mm -hmm. And then out of nowhere, we cut back. And she's out of town. She's out in the middle of nowhere again, and they're still driving. Yeah. Why did she leave town to drive back into the woods? And I don't know. It made no sense. And it's a long following scene. That would not be the only long scene we get when there's cars involved. But, yes. And then she stops. She's like, I'm being followed. I should just park this car and run. And then as she's running, the car blows up. Why? Who knows? I don't know why the car... And it's a big explosion. (laughs) The car blows up. And then we meet our star, Eric Estrada... He walks up, and he just shoots her in the head, which is a pretty cool kill, actually. This was on the trailer, and this is what won us over. And he's Eric, or he's known as Dr. Stone in this. Yes, Dr. Stone. As the car blew up and she's running away from it, he appears out of nowhere, Mm -hmm. shoots her in the head, and kills her. And I seriously was so confused. I thought it was like a dream sequence. Yeah. And it took me quite a while to establish, oh, that all happened was it real real? i think that was real maybe (laughs) because there is a lot of flashing between weird dream sequences that involve scenes that have happened or we haven't seen them or there are scenes that show up later in the movie there's also the flashes to the abductions which are really (laughs) choice (laughs) the abductions okay so if you saw elves because i feel like this would be a great double feature yeah um if you did see elves one of the jokes is that the elves like jaw doesn't move it's just this stagnant mask on somebody's face with Mm -hmm. rubber hands the aliens couldn't they don't even come close to that they're it's, just masks. They're just these cheesy, like, rubber masks with people hovering over a woman and then some, like, light effects. It's, man, it's really What's good. What's happening? It's great. It's perfect. Okay, so after that happens, the writer is arriving, the, like, whisper mullet writer guy named Mark. He arrives in Colorado and as he's right arrived, he just reads the headline of the newspaper that Mary has been murdered. Right. And I think that they're trying to, between this and a later news broadcast, suggest that Mary was a famous athlete. Did you get the sense that that's... Oh, I did not give it that much thought. Because it was front, <laughs> front page news and it was talking about how she has been murdered. So he, th- he reads this that 
Mary is murdered and he's like, I should immediately go and talk to her sister about alien abduction. This woman who is grieving the, the death of her sister. So he does. He approaches her at a shooting range. <laughs> he doesn't know her from anybody, but he's like, hmm. And he tracks her down at a shooting range. It's an indoor shooting range. Yes. Why is she at an indoor shooting range? I don't know. How did he find her there? Is she, like, training to be a cop? Nope. She's working on her master's thesis. And it's not in shooting. I didn't get why she was at a training, like, a a shooting range. Is this maybe a reaction to her sister's death? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. I'll take that. Then we go to the priest. Uh-huh, who he's is just crying. Crying or laughing. I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell either, but <laughs> it's really weird. And then we just cut away from that. <laughs> no, no need for that at all. Okay. Then I thought this was just a random girl, but we see somebody leaving, like, uh, running through it looks like a, a courtyard. Maybe of an apartment complex. Yeah, and I was like, who is this person? Yep. Because uh, it is very unclear. Yes. This person falls, gets abducted. Yeah. And Again, a, the like weird white light. Yeah. And a cop out of nowhere, like Scooby Doo's it, where he peeks out from like a, behind a bush. As well as a guy in an apartment. Yeah. And they see it. So they witness it. The cop has this great like mustache too. It's just really funny. And then she gets abducted. And we also should mention that this is where we're treated to seeing the spaceship shoot through the night sky. Oh, in like a zigzag. (laughs) It's really, it's awesome. It's so cool. And then we immediately cut to the bar again, the strip club, Oh, which is called Center Stage. Did you say that? I don't think you said that. I don't think I did. Okay, so we're back there. We get to see some strippers because that's necessary for the story. And then... We go back to the writer who receives a call from Dr. Stone. Okay, so this is... Uh, Apparently they know each other. They have some sort of history. Yeah. Because they're both obsessed with aliens. But, okay, so Dr. Stone tells him, meet me in a theater. At four. (laughs) In this scene. (laughs) I could not be happier. So Mark is the name of this writer. And it's like an ominous phone call he receives. Yeah. As he's trying to track down the sister who's apparently missing right now because she's abducted. And so they're like, the the Dr. Stone over the phone tells him, meet me at this theater. Then we cut to Mark, our writer with the mullet, sitting in the theater. He's gone there. But he's seriously watching the movie and eating popcorn that he had bought <laughs> while he's man waiting for a threatening call from fearful, somebody yeah. to meet him in a theater for a shady meeting. He just makes the most of it, and I could not be happier. It was great. He was like hand mouth like popcorn watching that movie. Dead serious. And then when Eric Estrada comes up and he says the most ridiculous things. I'll be watching you very carefully this time. Your writing career may end up with an obituary. I haven't finished with you yet. You've been watching too many old movies, Stone. You need some new lines. Pick up a copy of my new book. I think you'll enjoy it. You're a dead man. But now isn't the time. I want you to think about me. I want you to think about when it ends. I want you to think about me when you go to bed at night. Or when a stranger looks at you in a restaurant. I want you to know what it's like to be hunted. 
what it feels like to go through every day wondering when it will happen. Be here, two minutes, and then, <laughs> and then I'll have you my way. He Mark doesn't stop eating popcorn. Yeah, he just like, takes the threats okay, and whatever. eats the popcorn. <laughs> he just keeps eating the popcorn. <laughs> and then we immediately flash from these bizarre threats in a relationship that we do not understand to a bloody teacup, a vision of Lisa, the dead girl Mary's sister. Aliens and Lisa like rubbing a ton of blood on her breasts, but she's got like a cut. She's got like a shirt. <laughs> and this is where I started to question: Was Lisa the one who was running through the field and got abducted? And this, it turns for out, the second abduction, yeah, it was. Yep, um, that was very unclear. But it apparently, really she was like abducted her. now. Uh, so then there's like a weird light band with rings around her, and then. Ding dong, wake up from this. It's not really happening. Or is it? Was it a vision? We don't know. It's unclear. But Mark's at her door. Mark has found her house or apartment. Well, if he could find her at a shooting range, yeah, he can true. find her house. He goes in. She's lost time. So she, clearly she's been abducted. Yeah, she's offended. She's like, what are you doing here at three in the morning? He's like, um, duh, it's eight o'clock. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he also lets her know that her dead sister was pregnant. Yeah, why does he have this information? I don't know. Why would the cops not have said something? <laughs> okay. And they they decide at this point that Lisa has also been abducted. He yes. just like immediately jumps in. So then they decide that Lisa's been abducted and Mark reveals uh and I guess what's supposed to be his backstory that he as a child was in New Mexico and he found a crystal Oh, yeah, at a crash the, site. The priest had that crystal, too, remember? So this crystal, it looks <laughs> honestly like something you would find off of a 1980s chandelier. You know, like the weird kind that they thought was fancy in 1986. Oh, yeah. And they just, like, clipped those off and handed them out on set. So he <laughs> right. says, and it's like perfectly cut crystal, too. Uh-huh. And by crystal, I mean glass. Or like cubic zirconian no it's pure glass and he found it at the roswell site that's what he was implying that's his his roswell as a child yeah okay (laughs) (laughs) of course he did and he tells her he's gonna work in her house so these are people this is their second encounter first she met him and was kind of rude to him at a shooting range and then he shows up at her house late at night and then he's like, well, you go back to bed. I'm going to continue working in your home. We failed to mention not only did he just appear at her house uninvited and imply that he's going to stay the night working in her living room. She doesn't know him. He also brought Chinese food. Do you remember that? <laughs> he, he brought over Chinese food and is like, I'm just going to go ahead and work on my book in your living room. And she's like, who are you? So how about dinner and a pleasant conversation? Would you just get out of here? Come on, I brought all this food. What a waste. Just a couple of questions, please. No, she accepts it. (laughs) She's like, oh yeah. yeah, Eventually she does. She's like, cool, cool, cool. I'm going to go sleep. I'm soups tired. Yeah. And that's that. She accepts this. Can... There is a... Who wrote this? Grown man, total stranger who has brought Chinese food, appeared at your door. Obsessed with aliens. Came into your 
a house and has now said, I'm going to stay at your house all night. And you say, oh, okay, cool. I'm just going to go sleep then. Nighty night. That's that. <laughs> just, it was like, uh, it was special watching this whole scene unfold. Please, Mark. Tell me what's happening. I'm totally confused. And then she does. She goes to bed. <laughs> totally and when does. she wakes up, the writer guy, Mark, is nicely tucked in. Like, he's clearly gone and found some nice blankets and a pillow. <laughs> and he's Chinese asleep. food's, like, spread through the table yeah. where he just went ahead and ate it all. And he's asleep on her couch. Yeah. And she's cool with it. Now, we're going to go to uh, a blonde guy named Mr. What? Chasman? Yeah. And he's got a briefcase and he's running from a guy in a suit. Okay, who is Mr. Chasman? I don't know. Was he a witness? Um, maybe it's possible he was the guy that also with a cop saw Lisa getting abducted. Maybe. I thought that was the guy who gets killed later, but... Oh, maybe. I don't even know who this is. Okay. I, I missed that one, but there is a very long chase scene. It's not even like an I missed that one. They didn't establish it. This is the first time we okay, hear the I'm name Mr. Chasman. Okay, I'm glad I'm not Chasman. alone on that, because I don't even know who we're watching right now and why they get so much airtime. But this chase scene basically doubles what we've already seen in running time. They're, like, shooting so at long. him and stuff. Yeah, it's long running shooting sequence. And finally, they shoot him while he's trying to climb, like, a super tall fence in an alley. <laughs> this, this is a really... We'll post this on Instagram. And then he just dangles he just, over like, the top of the fence. Yeah, just dangles over the fence dead. It is it is incredibly funny. I, I just... Probably one of my favorite death scenes I've I've witnessed in a long time. Okay. The, oh, also they we should mention that they call the aliens EBs for extra or extraterrestrial biological entities. They okay. sprinkle that throughout. <laughs> I'm glad that's important. Well, we do find that now they're like uh, this tag team that's going to investigate together. Oh, Mark and Lisa? Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, Lisa's house has been ransacked, so they decide they need to get out of town to somewhere safe. They and go to like a hotel. A cabin. Well, it's it's a series of, they call it a hotel at some point, but it is like a cabin-y hotel. Yeah, it's just like a cabin a little out it's of town. It's very Colorado Springs. Very Colorado, yeah. And they go to a cabin, and then this is where we get some real knowledge dropped from Mark on Lisa. Oh. Here you go. And I suppose you think we're safe in this motel room. What a joke. Please, Lisa, when you calm down, I'll explain. Well, this is about as calm as I'm going to get. So start explaining. Well, I can't explain about the scars. I do know of other cases where women have claimed abduction, and they had those scars, too. Were they pregnant like me? No. Maybe it's some sort of examination process or something. I don't know. But let's just deal with what we do know. First of all, Mary claims she had a close encounter. Second, she was murdered under strange circumstances. Third, we find out that she had been impregnated. It's my guess she was murdered because she had been impregnated by the Ebies. Wait a minute. EB what? EB, extraterrestrial biological entity. It's a name given to him by MJ-12. MJ-12? What do you... MJ-12 was a government agency that was formed years ago to deal with UFOs and space aliens. Oh, I can't handle this, Mark. This is way too much for me. I gotta get some sleep. You've got to handle it, Lisa. Right now, you're the most important woman in the world. You've obviously been artificially inseminated with the seed of a being possibly 100 million years more evolved than we are. Is that why they killed Mary? To stop this from happening? I'm sure of it now. 
And what we have to do now is get you out of here and to a safe place until we can figure out what to do. Mark. I'm so scared and confused. Okay, so... Okay, I... I, I want to play so much more of his voice because I love hearing him talk. Oh. But the whole idea of uh, him explaining the impregnation by aliens just... He just tells her she's pregnant. It's so funny. Oh my goodness. And she's really pissed. She's just like, so they can just come out of the sky and abduct you whenever they want. And then she throws her keys on the ground and falls back on a bed. It's, um, yeah. So now that we're talking about Mark, I... I was thinking about him today while I was walking the dogs. No, who are you? I was trying to wrap my mind around this. And I was wondering, because while we were watching it, you told me that he had never done another movie. And I was like, either he's an amazing actor, or they just found that guy yeah. and, and cast him. Because if he is an amazing actor, he did it perfect. He, like... To the T, nailed the dork tone that you would imagine from a very serious UFO guy. Mm-hmm. Just the way that he speaks, every all the inflections in his voice, it's just perfect. So he's a believable nerd is what you're saying. Actually, so I, I ran in circles around this mentally. Just so many mental circles as Did I tried to figure it out. Did it last as long as the chase scene we just witnessed? No. Okay. No, not not even. So you I didn't think give it, it a lot like, of thought then. I think it was like a, a full minute of consideration. Oh wow, you're really Watch out. Um, embellishing this story. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, let's hear it. So I think that somebody, one of the writers, was like, "I know a dork. Let's put him in this role." <laughs> And they're like, just do your thing. Your name is Mark. And he's like, my name is Mark. And they're like, go, Mark. Lisa's pregnant with an alien. And and they just filmed it. He did such a great job. It was perfect for that type. You know that type. You went to school with that type. There was, you've, every person has encountered one of those guys. A a Mark? A Mark. Yep. I think this should be a term from now on. Oh, he's a real Mark. Yeah, we meet a Mark. Yeah, like, oh, look at that (laughs) Mark over there. So, yeah, that's uh, that's something we should do at our age. <clears throat> Mark decides to go back to town, is what he's going to do. And he tells her that she needs to stay put. So there are people coming after her. Because we now have these goons that work with Eric Estrada. Like the... I thought they were like government goons, but... No, no. These aren't Eric Estrada's goons, because later they... That's what, That's okay. not clear at first. No. <laughs> There are two groups of goons. At least. Opposing each other, but I think they all worked for this organization called MJ-12. But they explain in the film that the MJ-12 were the first 12, like, scientists to witness uh, aliens, and that none of them are the original 12, but they're called Mm -hmm. the MJ-12. I think also they say (laughs) at some point that Eric Estrada's character, Dr. Stone, was kicked out of this group for some reason. So we've so got two groups trying to track them down. He's divergent. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and she stays at the hotel. He runs back into town. And then we get yet another chase scene because this one group, I don't even know which group is after him at this point. I'm totally confused. They find him and he starts getting chased by them. Mm-hmm. And this lasts for an insanely long time. I did read a a review. 
uh, an official review when it came out. Okay. And their criticism was that the chase scenes were so long. And so Yes. Um, I feel like they got the rights to some areas and they're like, let's just shoot it all and see what happens. But I they couldn't like, cut it. Yeah, they wrote a thirty five minute film and they were like, Well, we can just film like thirty more minutes of chasing. For sure. It goes on forever. Although this one is pretty fun. This chase scene it cracks me up. Because it involves like a car garage, uh sneaky moves, hot wiring another car. I, I don't even know what's happening. Who knows? And then also, at some point, these, the Men in Black guys, the MJ-12s, they're dressed like Men in Black. Um, yeah, for sure. They break into somebody's apartment, and a, they just start shooting at people, and then dunk a guy's head in a fish tank. Yes, they bust into this apartment. There's a woman, like a young couple, and you and I were like, who... Who's Who are this? these yeah. people? <laughs> and who are the men in black? Who are the people in this apartment? The woman's in her underwear. <laughs> no clue who this is, but they shoot the woman in the back as she's running away. And then, yeah, they put him in the fish tank and drown him and then leave. <laughs> and I was like, what Why? the hell just happened? And then in the credits at the end of the movie, they are credited as like man and woman in apartment. Oh, okay. I don't, okay. I'm totally confused. So then there's a shot of Lisa in bed dreaming about her alien implantation and Dr. Stone somehow there. Although we later learned Dr. Stone had nothing to do with the implantation. So I don't know. You know what? Around this time is when I I finally placed Mark's look. Oh, yeah. He looks like the nerdy, the guy who thought he was really sexy, but wasn't the nerd captain. uh, Is it? Who is it? uh, In Star Trek, the next generation with the beard. And the feathered hair? No, he doesn't look... Oh. You know? Who, yeah. Who sits beside the name? bald guy? Yeah, what's his name? Okay, wait. I need to establish bald guy's name. Captain Picard. Captain Picard. So what is the other guy's name? Oh. oh we're going to get it. <laughs> it. I'm going to look it up. Okay. It was Commander Riker. Okay, yeah. Commander. Sorry, he wasn't a captain. Yeah, get it. <laughs> thousand apologies, nerds. Marks. Mark's a total Riker. Yeah. And in turn, uh, Riker's a total Mark. Totes. <laughs> okay. They, they just have a very similar quality. Um, so then Mark returns to Lisa, whom he has left in this cabin motel thing. They talk about how crazy their situation has become. And Mark says he can't believe this is happening to him when he is directly involved himself in this yes. bizarre situation. And then we go to the men in black guys walking and eating pizzas. Oh. They each have their own <laughs> box of pizza and they're eating it. so amazing. And they spot the cop who had witnessed Lisa's abduction. I mean, that's yeah. what we're calling it, I guess. And we know it's the cop because he's got a mustache and it's very clearly him. So they see him. They throw their pizza boxes uh, <laughs> and then steal a car and chase the cop in, who is riding a motorcycle. And it is the longest chase ever. Okay, let's rank chase scenes here. So we've oh. had three extremely long chases now. Yes. We had... We had Mary's. We had Mary's that went on... Well, that spanned... Um, In and Countryside, out of <laughs> city, back to countryside, car blew up. Then we had uh, the guy who got uh, killed on the fence. Mm-hmm. He was chased for a long time. Then no, then we had Mark get chased. Mm-hmm. 
through the whole parking garage thing where they both hotwired cars. Now we're on a chase scene of the cop on the motorcycle. Yep. Who also, for some reason, goes from in the middle of town out to, to nowhere. Out into the middle of nowhere again for this chase scene. Is is it like they the town is right on the edge of pure wilderness because they just well we've been to Colorado Springs it's a city <laughs> it's a city for sure but this motorcycle cop uh, chase scene goes on for quite a long time and the way it ends <sighs> oh man is it something special so the cop falls off his bike he like flies over the side of a hill. And the, the motorcycle goes one direction, and he's, like, flailing his arms. He rolls down the he hill. He rolls, but it goes in slow motion to this alien sound. Oh, I should sample it. Okay, here you go. So that's the sound we get mm-hmm. as this cop, who we could, we have, who cares what happens to this cop? He serves no purpose in this uh-uh. at all. Then he, the goons get out, they point a gun at him, he runs all the way back up to the hill, then they shoot him, and then he rolls <laughs> all the way back down the hill. So many rolling scenes. <laughs> all of this served no point in anything. And it took up so much time. And then back at the hotel, they come, they knock on the door, the men in black. They capture Mark, but Lisa manages to escape through a back window. Mark is taken to the New Age church where the priest has been. The priest who we have seen with a sexy receptionist type and also crying and or laughing. Yeah, and at this time now, he's like trimming uh, rose bushes out front. Yep. And so Lisa, who has escaped, decides I should go to that New Age church just randomly. She has no insight into what has happened to Mark. And in the whole big city of Colorado Springs, she goes from her hotel to the New Age church. I love how she finds the church because Mark gets abducted. She's hiding behind a tree watching the van peel out with Mark in it in the middle of nowhere because they they are in these cabins that are clearly outside of town. And then she peeks out from the tree and as they're pulling off at like, you know, 35 miles an hour, Uh she then tiptoes towards them. And then the next scene is the middle of the city in a random location Mm -hmm. and she is right there on their heels as though she had jogged behind the van for miles (laughs) maybe she had a skateboard she hopped on it grabbed the bumper and just scooted along with them uh yeah and mark who was captured by eric estrada's goons i was being very confused as to who they were um because eric estrada now has Mark tied up. In the basement or something. And we get this great scene of him coming in where he's got this poison or some he substance. Talks, oh, yeah, you'll say. Okay. He explains it away. And his explanation, this is going to be a torture. He's going to torture Mark. To tell the truth. To tell the truth about what? I don't mean about, oh, if she was impregnated. Well, and where she is. Where he's Lisa going, is. So Eric Estrada appears out of nowhere again. Last time we saw him was... The movie theater. Uh, yeah, giving threats in the back of a movie theater. 
now he's got this poison that he's putting into a syringe and he tells Mark that he got this poison in South America where the natives used it to kill buffalo. Okay. <laughs> just, the writing is so... They're like, we don't need to check any of this out. So it's good. beautiful. I love this film so much. So, yeah, he's there. He's being tortured. And it, it's a lot of scenes of, of Eric Estrada putting this syringe into his neck. And out of his neck. and The then buffalo he, drug. Yeah. yeah, and then he's like, if I give you any more, you're going to have a heart attack. Your heart's going to explode, which is bizarre. But every time he, like, kind of, I guess, releases something from the syringe into Mark's neck, Mark's like, Aah! Yeah. <laughs> and then, so we go back to Lisa, who has found the New Age Church. She approaches the priest, and she's like, I'm real tired. And he says, we'll get you a room. You can sleep here. Yeah, what? What is happening? Why does she need to nap okay, at the church? First off, how in the world did she run behind a truck for miles and find this place? <laughs> Second, she walks in. They have no clue who she is, and they offer her a room for the night. She was at a perfectly good hotel. And then we cut to the German scientist. Did you remember that <laughs> little gem? There's this guy with frizzled gray hair, like an Einstein-looking guy, with a thick German accent, mm-hmm. talking to Eric Estrada. Who the hell is this? Why I do don't we know. care? Nope. No idea. Lisa is put into a room where she, it looks like a jail cell, and she comes up with a plan, because I guess she realizes now she's been locked in her room. Yes. So she pulls... Uh, the light out of the ceiling that's got a long cord and then we get this very awkward long setup of her making a noise then sneaking behind the door standing on a chair she looks very uncomfortable doing all this then a guy comes in to check on her she jumps on his back with the cord she pulled out of the wall to choke him Mm -hmm. but she doesn't choke him no he just falls over a little and she runs out of the door and shuts him in Okay. Why did she need to pull the cord out of the wall? She grabbed the light bulb and threw it on the floor. So he came to investigate the light bulb. And that's when he did that. Okay. Or when she did that. I just don't know if maybe any of that was necessary. No. But she gets out. And then I don't know where this came from. But she busts into the room where Mark is being held captive and Mm -hmm. being drugged by this buffalo drug. And she (laughs) she has an Uzi. Just now. She just picked She's it just up. She's just holding an actual Uzi. <laughs> so after Lisa bursts in with the Uzi, she blows away Eric Estrada and the German scientist, which was very um, anticlimactic for Eric's ending. I was yeah, like, okay, like, well, oh. he really didn't need to be in this film, and he definitely didn't deserve to be a giant floating head on the cover of the, the tape. But she blasts them, and then the dying doctor has the power to see Mark in his mind? Did you catch any of yeah, this? Yeah, <laughs> and he tells her the future of her baby as, and says that her baby's going to be, like, the savior. Okay, yeah. Uh, although, okay, they're going to escape, so she's busting out. She's creeping around with an insane gun. Yeah, and she shoots one guy through the neck. It's actually a pretty cool kill. And then Lisa kills everyone. Yeah. Like, full-on murders. doesn't worry about laws or rules. Okay, this is a, 
like a day ago, a waitress in a strip club who is now impregnated with an alien <laughs> running around with a reporter she just met shooting everybody in and a church. What honestly, like from her perspective, what has she seen? She has seen, yes, her sister has died. Something weird happened and she's having dreams about aliens, but really a stranger reporter has told her she's pregnant and he is, keeps coming and going. Yes. While she sleeps a lot. Yeah. Like that's all she's seen so far and now she's on a killing spree. She is murdering everybody. And then she gets in this minivan and <laughs> in the minivan is like a Tommy gun. Remember, she just, like, grabs yeah, it. Yeah, it's just resting there. What is it doing in the van? I don't know. Okay, Why is it I don't there? don't know what happened. And she drives with it very casually, too. Yeah. Then we meet this general who's telling Mark, who's, like, all beat up, uh, that he won't write his book. Do you remember this? Yeah, he's, like, slapping Mark in a chair. Why is Mark in a chair? We don't know. He's getting slapped, and he's not going to write that book. Okay, when did Mark get abducted again? I don't know. I don't even remember him getting recaptured. He had just gotten... He had just gotten free. Maybe it was while uh, Lisa was killing the priest who had no purpose. Okay, I don't even remember. But Mark is then captured. And then, boy, this... We're, we're nearing the end here. And as though it wasn't amazing already... It really ends on a high note. Yeah, so the general's got Mark, and I wrote in my notes, he is telling Mark something that resembles a plot. Yes. Uh, although it didn't, it, you know, whatever. Let's just let that He takes set. Mark out again to our classic spot where every chase scene ends, the middle of nowhere, uh-huh. to an unmarked grave, and uh, he's going to murder him. Well, he goes on and on about how this baby will bring peace, and peace is going to be bad for the economy. Okay. <laughs> so then Lisa runs in with her Tommy gun out of nowhere. Again, how did she know where they went? Because no they idea. left before her. But apparently she's got GPS. Mm-hmm. And she runs out of nowhere with a Tommy gun Shooting again, shooting everybody. Just going to town. Shoots them all. At one point, the the grave has now caught on fire. The grave that they had planned to bar- bury Mark, Mark in. in. She shoots everybody. She grabs one of the guys and throws him into the fiery grave, where he then, full on like Jason Voorhees, crawls out of the grave on fire. Yeah. At her. And then she shoots him, and he goes back into the grave. That's that. Why Why is this scene happening? They had a flame suit. <laughs> okay. That's this why is... this scene happened. What I want to say about this scene, and mm-hmm. you better believe we're going to post it, because this really happened, oh. is as you and I are laughing during this whole scene, we both notice <laughs> that our cat, Lucy, <laughs> is sitting in a chair directly in front of the TV... Just perched, watching all of this very intently. We don't know what she's seeing. And we just made eye contact, and we were like, is Lucy watching the movie right now? Is our cat watching Alien Seed? 
she was watching Alien Seed, <laughs> and I got the impression our cat liked Alien Seed a lot. <laughs> she was interested. We will post the video because it is deeply amusing, but wow, was she into this. I think she was like... It lasted a long time. She was really invested in this movie. So the men in black are dead, and Mark was shot in the process, and now Mark is dying in oh, yeah. her arms... And she pulls out the crystal. He pulls out the crystal. Does he pull out the crystal? He gives it to her. Okay. The Roswell crystal. Okay. As he's dying, he was shot in the melee. And then it goes to black, and then it opens back up to the same fire, but now she's holding a baby above It's her. not the same fire. It's a different fire. It's like a ring of, like a... A fireplace fire. Right. I mean, it's a fire transition. Okay, yes. So it's from one fire to the next. Just to be clear, though, she's not at a grave Okay, well, I wouldn't be surprised with this film, but (laughs) she's now holding a baby, which I'm assuming is the alien It's her alien seed. Over the fire, and then we go to credits. (laughs) Kind of similar to to elves. Wait, she's not holding the baby over the fire. She's like laying on her back being sweet with the baby. It's not like she's trying to burn a baby. Whatever. But she's next to the fire. We go to credits. This is where we find out that Eric Estrada was an associate producer. While the awesome theme song for Alien Seed, You're the One by Double Take. Double Take. uh, Plays us out. Yep. And if you need to hear what that sounds like again, it's this. And that is Alien Seed. Uh, I can tell you one person or one fan of this film was Lucy, our cat. And us. And uh, two other people for sure were us. Yeah. This, okay, the trailer, I'm not joking. This trailer was seriously one of the greatest trailers I've ever seen in my life. Whoever made that uh, deserves an Emmy. Honestly, did this movie feel like an 88-minute trailer? It did. There were times when I felt like this movie was four and a half hours long. It was mainly during the chase scenes. And then there were other times when I felt like I didn't even know what just happened to me. Yeah. I, okay. Again, I will liken it to an actual alien abduction. I don't know how much time passed. We don't know. I just know that something weird happened. What's a memory and what's a dream? (laughs) Okay. Alien Seed was awesome. It was so good. I'm so happy we own it. You should for sure watch it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, it's Laser Graves approved, as though uh, that's a shocker. Have we disapproved anything? Uh, Monkey Shines, I think, is the only film we've ever mm, been yeah. like, oh, that was lame. It was. And actually, I mean, it wasn't bad, but compared to Alien Seed, it was, it was no Alien Seed, I will say mm, that. Nope. Get out of here with your monkey shines. No. Although it, I'm far enough away from monkey shines now that I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I should yeah. watch it again. It was great <laughs> until you start to hear that score and then you're like, what the hell kind yeah. of train wreck I'm is I'm flashing this? back now, no. So, yeah, that's Alien Seed. I'm glad we went with it. 
I mean, uh, last week we did Zombie Nightmare. This week, Alien Seed. Next week, we're going to do Golden Child. No, Child's. don't say the Golden Child. Okay. Actually, I thought about that. And I thought we probably should have done it this week. Yeah. Um, but I'm glad we went with Alien Seed. It was kind of a last minute, like, oh, uh-huh. crap. I forgot we got Alien Seed. So we had to put uh, Golden Child on the back burner. Yeah. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but whatever. Okay. Well, that's the episode this week. If you like what you heard, uh, you can subscribe, you can rate, review. We are at lasergraves.com or anywhere you get your podcast, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify. Please tell a friend. Please um, rate it. It really helps us out. If you want to follow us, our personal sites on Instagram, I'm at death at 33rpm. I'm at Mariah Rose Wimmer. And our Instagram is at lasergraves. And we hope you enjoyed um, Alien Seed. Please find yourself a copy. It will cost you like $2 on eBay, and it will be the best $2 you've ever spent in your life. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Bye. Bye.